Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We would like to acknowledge the Shumash, Keech, and Tongva people, the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is being recorded on, and pay our respects to the elders, past, present, and emerging. Salad or Dolly, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kinda gnarly. We're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Are we on? Oh my god. Hello, baby. Hi, my love. Who am I being? <laughs> You're being Dorit from the Real Housewives of I just dropped Goldie at her first day of seventh grade. It was exciting. Why are we so excited? I'm flipping out, man. Why? I am too. But- I mean, I think I just remember how intense an experience it was. Like, there's ecstatic moments and moments of sheer horror. It is such a huge experience. Yeah, it really is. Do you remember your actual first day of seventh grade? I feel like I definitely remember the first day I was doing volleyball and I met my friend uh, Vanessa and she like hit the volleyball over this wall and was really kind of goofy and funny. And I, I don't know. It was so it was really exciting, I have to say. I remember the first I walked across the basketball court and I didn't realize that you're sort of not meant to do that because we didn't have a basketball court in the elementary, you know, an outdoor yeah, basketball, yeah, yeah. basketball court. And I guess the ball bumped into me. Some of the year 12s were playing and the ball bumped into me and I shouldn't have been there and it went off to the side. And this year 12, who was like one of those classic mustached, yeah, big muscles, like grabbed me by the shirt and slammed me up against the fence. Whoa. And said, don't ever fucking walk across the court again. This was on my first day of seventh grade. Did you cry? I was traumatized. I still I mean, feel that trauma. Oh, yeah. I mean, we had the Amy's. I went to Immaculate Heart at this all-girls school. And like the he- the Heathers, <laughs> we we had the Amy's. That's so funny because the only one and only time I met Woody Allen for a job, I knew he liked – this is in the 80s. I knew he liked uh, – I thought he liked Catholic, you know, being like a Shixes. self-hating Jew or whatever. Um, and even though I'm Jewish, I went to – and so I remember I, rem- I dropped that I was at a Catholic school, hoping that that would, like, it, you know, make him want to cast me. Oh, I have no idea how to respond to that I in know. a non-problematic way. Well, this but- was so many years ago. And and I guess I would have been left let off the hook back then. But – we tried. We had uniforms, and we tried to. Well, we used to wear men's boxer shorts under the uniform, and the nuns, I remember, just couldn't believe you had to keep the skirt a certain length, hopefully to your like knee. Like boxer briefs are actually loose. The loose boxes. ones. It was huh. cool, and wow. we would roll our skirts, and you couldn't wear earrings you, that dangled. It was a lot of rules, and you tried to break them. Yeah, we had, you know, in Australian private school, we had, you know, ties and little caps and blazers. So old and the whole, Yeah, it was fully old school. But I also like was just- ACDC. Yeah, exactly. Like we were all like little, Ang- <laughs> little Jewish Angus Youngs. Uh, little Jewish Angus Youngs. Um, 
watching all the kids go into Goldie's school this morning, I was just, I had a visceral memory of how horny I was and everybody was at that age. It's just the amount of, you were either talking about sex or thinking about it, just obsessed with it. I think I was really romantic at school. Even though it was all girls, I was just having, you know, still thinking of romance, whatever. Um, and, but then when I got home, so I saved the horniness. So then when I would get home, I think it would click on where, oh, I can go alone in my room or whatever. But I don't think I, like during the day. You weren't comparing notes with other kids? That wasn't your uh, space where you I just be think like, boys in movies, it's like they're always having, they get called up to the, the, the chalkboard and they're like, oops, I have to hide my boner. boner. But I don't know that like during school, I wasn't, I don't think girls, I don't know if I was alone in this, that you're like physically horny in the day. I think like once I got home, I was like, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Is totally. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. I was, I just remember also just the crushes and they would oh, be yeah. so intense for sometimes short periods, very yeah. brief periods, but these mad infatuations and I had my older brother's friends and- To yeah, have crushes on? Yeah, Rob and, and Mike. And then in school- Shout I, out Rob and Mike. Yeah. I don't, and Mike was a cool DJ. And and one time- and now you're with another cool DJ. <laughs> it's amazing that you really have a type, don't you? DJ dad bod. <laughs> yeah. And if I was aware of girl crushes, I was sort- Well, I did have the leader of the Amy's that we pretended to be gay, but we never- Nothing much happened apart from that- massage, which didn't turn into anything. Disappointing. I know. Yeah. But, you know, it's okay. I know massage, those kind of friendship massages were a <laughs> real way of testing the waters as a teen. I mean, it continues that way into your adulthood. Yeah. But I remember there were some massage circles that were fully clothed. Sure. Um, <laughs> but they were fully like the 13-year-old version of orgies. They right, were just sure. hands, touch what's in front of you. Okay, change direction Did you now. do that in like, what, yeah, theater yeah, group? Some, no, no, at parties. Oh. There'd be a little massage group going. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's fun. It was great. <laughs> we should get that going again. I know. I'm going to put up a, maybe. Uh, put up a what? I don't know. Is it a Craigslist ad? Craigslist. <laughs> Good idea. It is a great idea. I think we have enough people we could invite over for For a that. massage party. It really does feel like in seventh grade. I also remember in seventh grade, I got an NWA cassette and I got it. It was um, 100 Miles and Running. And I don't remember where I got it from. It was the one after, it was, it was like the one after Straight Outta Compton. Okay. But it had um, The Art of Sucking Dick on it. And <laughs> it had like some pretty intense So tunes. were you giving notes? No, I was giving notes. Yeah. I had so, so many <laughs> listen, people that needed notes from me. Listen um, to this yeah, song yeah, before yeah. we get to it. <laughs> exactly. In my fantasy. Wait, do they give notes in the song? Kind of, yeah. The main note in that song was Don't Matter, Just Don't Bite It. Oh. Which is actually like pretty good advice because it's almost like covering the, just the basics before you get into any right. specific I got techniques. notes from my gay friend. This is later. I was maybe in my 20, early, not early 20s, but, and I just said, you know, I figured he would know. And he told me, use your hand sometimes. It was, it sounds creepy, but I was an adult and he, he was 
an adult. And, yeah, I mean, it's really. It's and I'm an, the one asking him. And it's funny. I was about to say it's an oral tradition. Yeah, <laughs> it really is an oral <laughs> tradition. Wisdom is passed on through the ages. Because there's so it's true. There's so many weird like practice on a banana, and it's just like when you're young, you don't know what the hell you're doing. We and also, a, yeah. I thought I had a weird thing where I thought blowjobs were. Uh, fifth base, if that makes sense. I thought they were what grownups did, and on and Wait, whereas kids did all the others. <laughs> no, what do you not mean? kids, but like say late teens. Say people start really fooling around in their late teens. Okay, um, in an ideal world. And then, I'm like, and then, <laughs> I thought that BJ's were only grownups did them, and like that they were really. So once you were out of PJs. <laughs> Don't do a BJ till you're out of your PJ. That's we've got that above the entrance to our house. Yeah, that was something real value we've tried to enforce in the kids. Yeah. By the way, Goldie does not listen to our podcast. She only listens to the clips that I put up on TikTok. So I'm a bit selective. There was one or yeah. two times where I pushed it a little. Even though she's on it, she's not. It's like she could care less. And what if she look? If it doesn't make it onto TikTok, it doesn't really exist. Yeah. In her if she mind. started listening, I'd have to like you know tone it down, but. Just so you know, you're I'm a so great sweet. parent. Oh, and you're so sweet-hearted with everything you well, share. No, I just no don't matter how to... sordid your life right. has been at various points, you've never lost your innocence. Well, and I love that about you. Speaking of innocence, I once I did a job in Rome and Tunisia a long time ago, and I like hooked up with the boom operator. Boom his, operator. Yeah, his last name was Innocente. And, hey, well, let's um, protect his identity. I didn't identity. say his first name. Maybe it's a common. That's in, true. In yeah. a gente. Yeah. And I said, like, innocence. And he said, exactly. Oh, that's so and he was always happy. And I said, why are you so in such a good mood? And he said, my mama died when I was, you know, pretty young. And after that, nothing else could be as bad. Unexpected answer. I know. I was like, I guess that makes sense. Do you think talking about if you're seducing someone, because we just watched Spin Me Round, right? Mm -hmm. That new movie. And in that movie, the seducer, one of a big part of his shtick, his game, is talking about his dead sister. Oh, yeah. Do you think dead family is an aphrodisiac generally? Well, yeah, my I do. Have you, have you used it or just well, had it used on I've you? had it not used on me in a like, I just know that my first husband, his mother had died when he was 18, a couple years before I was with him. And it was- What it, a turn on. Well, it wasn't I'm, a turn I'm on, kidding. but it was romantically <laughs> yes. very intense. And and then my brother's first wife, her mom also, and I, you know this- well, Are you trying to seduce me right now with these you know stories? This, <laughs> You, my, my, my exes. You know the song, I Cried For You? I don't know even if I know mm, the tune, but I, I, I always thought, what does that mean? And once I was thinking of my brother's ex, Kirsty, and I started crying thinking about her. It sounds like I'm such a nice person, but this was the one time I truly was nice. But all alone, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was crying thinking I felt for her. And I thought, oh, that's what that song means. I cried for you. Mm. Is it? Like empathetic? I don't know the song. Who's the song by? I don't know. We'll have to Google it. Okay. We don't have to, but. Yeah. It's okay. a funny lyric. Some lyrics are like sort of weirdly like, what does that mean? I cried for you. Yeah. I like lyrics that you don't totally understand on this. Like I always think there's a real difference between poetry and lyrics mm. and lyrics shouldn't make sense on the page the way poetry does. Lyrics you should need to hear sung because it's oh, something to do with the emotion and the rhythm. Because some poetry doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's true. Like in some more abstract or cut up 
William Barrow's stuff. Yeah, it's like an amazing gourmet meal. You don't know how the hell they made it, but it goes down and you're like, wow, that was good. Yeah. Speaking about things that go down well. <laughs> you sound like horny or something. I think, I, you know why I think I sound horny? Why? I'm horny for parental freedom. Oh. Like it's the end of the summer and we just dropped our kid at school and I am on cloud nine. It's I like, Firstly, I feel that type of achievement, like our our kids survived childhood uh-huh. and is moving into the next uh, phase. We survived the summer. Yeah. We're in America, so it's, you know, the yeah. American calendar. Mm. Um, also, I've I put out an album that it's is going well. down a treat. It's doing well. I am experiencing what we call in the in the industry a career renaissance. Yes. And it is really well, you a joy. Should. It's such a joy. I mean, it's it's like you're, you know, you've been in the biz since you were 14 and you're still super young. You're like, what, 42? Whatever. I might use younger than you, whatever you are. Okay. I'm <laughs> good Neither of us keep up. With. So I'm um, 43 then. 43. So yeah, yeah. it seems sort of, yeah, but people are starting to get all of your larrikin ways and what it all meant. You were like an upsetter, but a lot of people didn't know. And you have that like confident dude thing in the weirdest way that people are like, I kind of want to punch him, but then the music is so good. Yeah, I have a punchable personality. Yeah. Uh, and but- you have a lot of songs that are so deeply affect people. And then some, you know how people do that with bands and artists they like when they are so attached to certain times and songs. They, people like hold it against you if you have one song or one album that they're like, that's not my favorite. Yeah, people are very emotionally invested, which is a, yeah. a beautiful thing. I, I just think it's You're sort of also- You're <laughs> infuriating. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, slow down. I got it. I heard you. I heard you. Some people find me infuriating. Um, But it's, <laughs> but honestly, it's also, I think that as part of it is my sense of humor and that naturally your sense of humor hopefully gets better with practice as you get older. Well, you so some of the of, things I found funny were actually yes. in retrospect just hostile. Oh. And your sense of humor gets more evolved and sophisticated and subtle as you sure. get older, which makes it easier to communicate. Because otherwise it's a little, you're bringing all this emotional yeah, baggage yeah, yeah. and it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily a joy for people to be on the receiving end of. It can be right. fun to perform. Yeah. You know, but, you're like a Tim Heidecker, but- you know, it was, I want to, I don't want to say like you were doing this before that style of comedy was popular because there's Andy Kaufman. No, no, it all, ca- it's actually. But I think what you're saying is right. You were doing that style, but sometimes it gets, it gets mixed up with your true emotion and it could either work for you or, you know, it's so interesting. Also, I think music and humor is a volatile and often gross combination. <laughs> Like there's like there's a handful of artists who have used humor and they often lean more to the actual comedy side, like Flight of the Concords, Tenaciously. Right. And then there's on the more songwriter side, Randy Newman, Loudon Wainwright. There's Harry Nielsen. Harry Nielsen, sometimes. yeah. Yeah. But it's Tom it's a, Waits or Tom no? Waits, yeah, but it's very delicate. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, yeah. and I think part of the reason is that jokes are Paul often Paul Simon. Yeah. Paul Sorry. Simon. <laughs> I'll no, no, stop. Go. <laughs> and you are <laughs> infuriated. <laughs> <laughs> you go go ahead and yeah. you are infuriated. Yeah, back to no, me. No, no, no uh, but yeah. like so lovable, just like But humor fact. is humor is a, a tricky one to yeah. merge into other art forms. And I think honestly, 
well, 30 years of or 20 albums or whatever it's been is actually appropriate amount of practice to begin to get the vibe because I want to... I wanted to do something a little bit more complex that was like in the pop charts or whatever. Anyway, it's we're doing, doing well. about my career. It's, it's doing good. Well. And so that's part of why I'm in a good mood. It's yeah, the end of the summer. Our kids back at school. You look absolutely beautiful. Aww. I'm on my second cup of coffee. Nice. My record's doing well. I'm I'm horny for adulthood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's really good. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. And I'm sorry about last week I was in a bad mood when we made the podcast. Yeah. I was just in a bad mood and it wrecked the vibe a little bit. Oh, that's all right. Together we're weird, we're weird together. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm watching these old Italian movies like, you know, and, and, and Antonio, what's his name? Antonioni. Yes, Antonioni. If I married him, I would. Ioni Antonioni. yeah. Um, and I think a lot of these directors were making social commentary, which is very important uh, about the working man and high society and stuff. But anyway, back to Monica VT running through these towns, high, high fashion with this backdrop of almost like a ghost town and these like beautiful buildings that, that seem from another generation. I don't know why I have this sort of obsession with pulling together these outfits and these beautiful meals within this sort of wild landscape. Ultimately, I think we do want to have a foot in each world. We don't, we're not trained to be purely domestic animals. We're also wild animals. Yeah. And finding that balance between the two is really probably something close to what enlightenment is meant to be or something in a spiritual sense. It's like having a pet. Like you want to let them, you want to give them a little off-leash time. Oh, boy, do I. We were giving our dogs off-leash time. You give me off-leash time. Thank I you. I do? Yeah. yeah. But like, you're so funny. You're off-leash. What is your off-leash? Because you're not like a cheater or like you don't go around the corner and smoke cigarettes. You're no, just but like- you, you, you let me have my whims and my, my, my impulses. I just feel like you don't try and control me too much. Yeah. Except when you're in a really bad mood. Or when you really go down a crazy like Yeah. Well you'll you'll reel me back in. Yeah, you'll reel me back in. You're not fanatical at the moment. No. I don't think you're ever gonna be again. But you know, we were literally I hope not to. (laughs) We were actually talking about this exact balance in terms of how we're recording this podcast. Because you want part of what makes you feel relaxed and playful is having like a having off leash time to record. And then, cause I'm editing it. I was like, oh, I need to know exactly how long we're recording for. And I think that somewhere in that balance is like the essence of all creativity. And that's kind of what we're trying to figure out. I zoned out. I don't know what it was. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love being married to you. <laughs> so what else is going on? Oh, no. Your brother has just moved to Austin, Texas, yeah, uh-huh. and his son, our nephew, had his first day 
at and and school. he said, and he said my brother thing. my brother said how was your day at school and he said um it's a garbage school and he's what do you mean he said kids were eating garbage <laughs> but he actually really liked it yeah he likes the school they weren't really eating garbage it's not it but it's just I like i love that it's a garbage school kids were eating garbage i mean <laughs> I think analyzing it, what's going to make them t- let him not go? Yeah. Did you ever dumpster dive? Speaking of eating garbage, that was like a punk thing. Have I dumpster dived? I've done, I definitely know I've like eaten. Like back in the chili peppers days or whatever, like with. No, like know, that was more like a Fugazi thing. I think that, uh, what did I, we didn't dumpster dive. I know I've like eaten. I think, I don't know if at a restaurant there was like something that was completely uneaten. I have like a memory of eating something. Off someone else's table or something. something. I don't know if it was at a restaurant though. But no, I have not. I uh, It's I, connected, I think, to like anarchist politics and yeah, stuff. Yeah, there yeah. are like punks that feel like it's and it, it's genuine. The food wastage is oh, insane. Yeah. I mean, I'm very resourceful. Like if I have like four. Oh, you are. If I have like four things in the house, I'll, I'll figure out how to do something and instead of buying it new, like I'll figure out how to fix something or make you something. You are a full MacGyver. But yeah, the Fugazi thing is a no, whole- No, but also we're not implying Fugazi dumpster dive because Fugazi- oh, really? Actually, I don't think they dumpster dive. I think there are punk bands that- Oh, okay. My little brother, dives. I think, was doing it for a minute, Yeah, right? I don't think I ever dumpster dived. Uh, I'm trying to think- did you do what was the run? D- I remember when Run DMC were on tour. He would just he would buy new underwear or something. One of the band members. Uh, uh, okay, so hang on. Run DMC were on. T- we we're talking about dumpster diving. Run DMC uh, so were on tour, them, and they would keep buying new no, underwear. No, one of them would just I think leave the old underwear, and then every new town like go to a Kmart and get new undies. Okay. That's the lore, Ben. Okay, but That's what's the, the connection? Lore. The connection is it's the reverse of- <laughs> Oh, it's non-dumpster diving. It's, it's leaving been... something in dumpsters that's wasteful. <laughs> well, I Are we just going to tell waste dumpsters. stories? No, let's tell waste stories. I've seen people be wasteful. <laughs> I know your too. grandmother um, thought that oh, you grandmother. threw clothes away. My grandmother. I mean, I think successive generations. And it's true because fashion gets faster and more disposable. Also, that gener- my grandfather was in the Depression. Same with my grandmother, but he was- rattled by it and if you bought a pair of shoes in their generation you got them repaired they were good quality and you like kept them he for saw decades me wasting fruit like not eating the whole part of it he just couldn't believe it and he would literally like wash paper plates but it's just that generation and god willing i've said that twice in the podcast god willing we don't um <laughs> we don't have to like live through something, you know, personally where we're like so traumatized. Oh, really. yeah. No, the current generation is not traumatized <laughs> at all by what we've been through. Pally is so funny. My friend Pally has this like brutal, like there's certain people and maybe even certain cultures, like they don't view saying stuff about somebody. They as, don't beat around the bush. As as hurtful, which is kind of relaxing in a way. Like, But there's a certain way to say stuff that actually can take away stigmas. All right, like diffuse things, like you bring it up before someone else does. No, not that's not what I'm talking about. Just like a, a way of talking about stuff that's sort of just like even an old Eastern European thing or maybe yeah. a Chinese culture. Yeah, like straight shooting, cultures, just straight, down the line. Yeah, which yeah. can be kind of like actually nice. Yeah. But it's sort of funny. So my friend Pally's like that. 
And so going back to bringing someone to the party that I didn't know who was lovely and I really liked him. I'm sitting outside and all of a sudden this like kind of cool looking guy comes over and Pally says, excuse his haircut. He he doesn't always look this bad. This is the first thing he says. And the friend just looks at me and I was like, Pally, that's so crazy. Like, I can't believe like... You just say, you know, he just I think that's says, undermining his masculinity too. It's like this you have this autonomous being who's come in to meet new people. You're just demoting him in terms of social value off the bat. I know, but it was like the friend knew him so well that it didn't bother him. And I knew Pally well. And also like the friend, I was just like, what do you mean? His looks great. His hair is great. But it it only, I don't like unsolicited, like twice I've had people come in and I have these two cool rugs overlapping one another and I really like the way it looks. I love it too. I love your two rugs. <laughs> two rugs. That's what they call you. They call you Ioni only, only Two Rugs what Sky. What the two sheds from Monty, Monty Python? And two people are like, oh, once you get nice rugs in here. And I'm like, fuck you. Like, I mean, just meaning like, don't, fuck you, don't yeah, un- fuck you un- in the rugs you wrote in on. Just yeah. like, don't go into someone's house and tell like in also you know I'm feisty and I'm the most sensitive person. You questioning her rugs? Yeah. Yeah, you question her rugs? That's yeah. it. You're dead to me. I like that's a little unsolicited to me. You mm. know what I mean? I laugh the hardest though in my life when I'm thinking of something I've done wrong or funny. Do you do that? Like if you I laugh the hardest when I'm thinking of something you've done wrong or funny. <laughs> you literally every day Loving you is living on the line between laughing with you and laughing at you. Your mistakes are hilarious. I think my mother did say I was a goofy baby. Like I looked goofy and I was, my personality was funny and goofy. And I guess I have that still. And I think that I tried to do this sort of ingenue actress. Like I look back at some of my movies and I'm doing a kind of breathy voice. Like it reminds me of when John Cassavetti started working with Jenna Rollins and he was directing her for the first time and he was like, what What are you doing? And she's like, what? And he was like, what are you doing with your voice? And she was like, what do you mean? And she naturally has a low voice, but in the movies, she was speaking. Doing so like, like a Marilyn Monroe well, kind of thing. Yeah, maybe not yeah. that much, yeah. but women had a kind of meant to be pleasant. Yeah, be girly. Have you told the story on the pod about the interview where you bragged about naming your cats? <laughs> I was so annoyed. I'm an interview magazine and I'm psyched. Which and is I've, like the hippest magazine. Uh, it was in the 80s. It oh was like God. the peak of sort of culture. So hip. Yeah. And I think the guy photographing me was, a, you know, I've been photographed by great, famous, wonderful photographers. Yeah. I was really excited that makeup and hair were cool. Was, yeah, no, yeah, it was yeah. looked like kind of high fashion, whatever. Yeah. You know, it was for a film or something, which I just recently, not too long ago, put together that people do publicity around movies. <laughs> yeah, that's quite a break. <laughs> I mean, I guess I knew I did, but I was recently like when I would hear Mark Marin or Howard Stern, I'd be like, oh, I, I would think they just wanted to talk to this person. Yeah. And it took me a long time to realize, oh, it's a job. It, they're yeah. they're do- basing this around a publicity tour. Yeah. <laughs> this is my ditzy dingbat side. Anyway, and I did this interview in Interview Magazine, and they did a kind of long winded interview. But the only thing they put in, because in interview magazine, often it would be a big picture and then a little paragraph. Like a pull quote type thing. Pull quote. And mine was, I have two cats, Zoe and Franny, and I named them all myself, exclamation point. And I'm like 16 or 17 when I did this. And 
I'm like, what? Like, firstly, I don't I don't speak with an exclamation point. I'm very I've kind nev- of mellow. never heard you use an exclamation point. Well, you point, know, yeah. when I talk, I'm not really like, and I bada ba ba ba. And so it made me seem like, what is this? And I named them all by myself. I doubt I said all by myself. I Did think I you just said previously I, with your I, previous I, pets, had there been real negotiations listen, with your brother or something? You're so true. We had a dog and I wanted to call him Otis yeah. and he became Elvis. And mm. I was concerned because I didn't want people to think Elvis Presley because I was fearful people would be like racist. Okay. Because like, I think because of the um, public enemy song. Oh, Elvis. Was he a was hero to most, but he never met. Mean- Shit to, to me. me is he straight up racist this yeah, 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 yeah. but anyway not that i like fully don't like elvis because i do love elvis but i am you know i'm aware of i'm very aware of like uh, america provocative figure in america yeah, yeah. okay and anyway, so back to, i yeah. but i didn't win Elvis, but anyway, so I had a I, between. We were competitive. So my it brother is, it, and I. It is so possible I that I might have said that. Okay, so you had this opportunity to be featured in this <laughs> national magazine. Instead of talking about with, my work, uh, no, no, but yeah, and you you chose to rub it in to your brother <laughs> that you had gotten to name the cats. Instead by of being yourself. like, I just starred in a movie called The Rachel Papers, a Martin Amos you book. You like, Donna, Dex- suck this. Dexter I named the cats Fletcher myself. And it was the coolest movie in the 90s in London. Do you, now Now that you're- I named my cats. <laughs> but now that, you're, now that you're in a family again, we have to negotiate. Have you struggled with not being able to name the dogs all by yourself? <laughs> I mean, once it lands on something, so our one dog is Lady Pharaoh. No, Pharaoh. No, no, Lady, Lady Pharaoh, Pharaoh, the magician. The magician. Otherwise known as Pharaoh commonly. Just, yeah. We don't really call her by her full name unless she's in trouble. Or Churro as once. Miley I, Cyrus called her. Well, we're not friends, I wish, but she, we lost her on a hike and then Miley Cyrus was on this hike and she was helping Ben find, but she thought it was Churro. Yeah, and I, when I bumped into her again, looping around, I said, she said, did you find your dog? I said, yeah, I found her. She said, oh, good. I was calling out, Churro, Churro. <laughs> so she would not have answered to that at all. <laughs> yeah, now I'm a little more relaxed. Well, I think that's the end of our episode. Yeah. And this is weirder together. This has been episode, I think we're on 15. That's great. We did it. We passed, we passed a real trough. We had a hard ep last week. We're back in the saddle. We're flowing. Past the trough. And What's the trough? I don't know. It's like a valley. Right. A, a, a low nice. point we emotionally. It. We made it. We transcended it. It might have been a good one if you enjoyed it. Yeah. People. But it was just more my vibe. I just ruined it with my mood for <sighs> us. But um, anyway, we're back. We're back on it, baby. We're here. Back in the We're, new- we're yeah. horny for adulthood. <laughs> it's the end of the summer. Kids are back in school. We're yeah. ready to rock. We're ready to podcast without interruption. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Beautiful babies. Thank and, you, beautiful babies. Um, Rate and review this podcast Yeah, wherever you listen to it. And Share um, it with your friends. You know. Oh, yeah. And feel free to send. We didn't get any voice notes this week. So feel free to send us voice notes whenever get you- Get Ben's new album, I'm Fun. I'm Fun. It's out now. Taking, check it out. It's taking its- it's, it's taken off. off. Be the coolest kid on your block. Get the record. I'm fun. Uh, write and review the podcast. I'm going to be on um, Ali Wong's show soon. I don't know when. Hell yeah. Stay tuned for Beef, Ali yeah, Wong. That's right. And A uh, TV show. And if you want to email us, it's weirdertogetherpod at gmail.com. And we'll see you. Why don't I end with one? Of, I'll play one of the songs from the record too, just to give it. What, what should I do? What song should I play? Haven't I played yet? 
The one with Sally and Darren? My adventure. I think I played that last one, didn't oh. I? Uh, let's put a. <laughs> That's very me. It's just like, I'm the one who'll step on your toe if uh, it's sore. Okay, this is Crooked Tree featuring Eric D. Johnson and Zoe Deschanel from my record, I'm Fun. And we love you, beautiful babies. BB. <laughs> I like that. We're, 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 this is deep. We're deep into. Weirder Together canon when we now have an abbreviation for the beautiful baby. It's the BBs. <laughs> See, beautiful babies. Tree, but I don't need everybody looking at me just a little 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.